Hello, friends. Maestro here, bringing you episode 417 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Monday, mini style. In today's episode, I am breaking down how, I'm not breaking down, but I'm going to break down how to establish a new routine. So I've been out of my routine for the past two plus weeks because the knee, all the things. I posted about this on social media that I was getting back into it. And I had a dope Insta homie reach out being like, listen, I'm trying to establish a new routine. I'm all over the place. And can you help me out? I certainly can. All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic, a podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestroized. Three, two, one. What up, my podcast people? Thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So right off the bat, thank you to all of you who, I know this was actually like two episodes ago, but thank you to all you that uh, reached out and were like, yes, I want bullshit, business and bullshit. I would love that TV show, YouTube show with you and Jill. That was awesome to hear from you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead and listen to episode, I think it's 415 that I did with Jill Fit, my bestie. Uh, in that, I pitched, we pitched a potential YouTube show. I think it'd be really fun. Like as I'm starting this intro right now, I want to be able to like talk to someone and be like, how are you doing? But it's just me and Rupert. So hopefully actually he isn't too much today. Oftentimes when I record, he's not in the room. But when I'm when he's not in the room, he tends to sit outside of the office and just paw the door. And so I let him in this time and he told him he has to behave. So hopefully he's going to behave. So thank you for everything, all of you. So it is Monday if you're listening to this. And we're going to talk about routine. I feel like that's a, a perfect day to start to talk about routine because oftentimes you like to start things at the beginning of the week. It's just nice for our brains. But uh, last week I shared to my stories and it wasn't a Monday because uh, I don't have time to wait till Monday, but it wasn't a Monday. I shared to my stories that I had been super out of my routine and that day I decided we're getting back in the routine. So... A little bit of backstory on this. You folks have been listening. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, but And thank whoever shared this with you. If somebody shared an episode and that's how you found me, amazing. Go thank them. Let's express some gratitude. But I shared that I've been out of my routine. And if you've been following the podcast, you know, or you follow me on Instagram, you know I, I hurt my knee basically three weeks ago. So if you listen to this on a Monday, I heard it on a Sunday. Uh, so three weeks ago, I hurt my knee. And that really derailed a lot of what I do because so much of my day and my life is you know revolves around movement namely volleyball and volleyball just I couldn't play I still can't play but we took volleyball out we took that movement side out and I couldn't really go for walks right I was on crutches for a while and then I had basically three days after I heard it I had to go to Vegas to present a five-hour presentation or run a five-hour workshop and that's very much out of routine. I then had Boss Up, which was fucking phenomenal. I know that I still haven't done a recap episode, but suffice to say, it was amazing and the best live event, best in-person event I've ever attended, I've ever been a part of, I've ever hosted. It was fucking phenomenal. So had that, and that was actually more like nine days, right? But so actual Boss Up was two days, which was Thursday and Friday. But 
I had people coming in from all around the world. Right? Laura Jean, E-Web, they came in from freaking Australia. Mickey came in from New Zealand. And everyone was coming in from Canada and, you know, the rest of the United States. So we had people coming in. They came in early. And so I went out to lunch, actually, with, with uh, Laura Jean on Friday. Right? I had just gotten back from Vegas on Thursday morning because I spoke on Wednesday. I flew out on Tuesday. Went to lunch with Lord Jean on Friday, and then really that started like the whole boss up week. So I had to get all the things prepared for it. I had to make the slides for it. I had to organize the structure for the you know what Jill and I were going to be talking about. So that started then, and then we had people coming in. I did a mafia event the the Wednesday night. Then we had Thursday, Friday was the actual boss up. I went and hung out with people on Saturday. I saw them on Sunday as well. Um, I worked on Monday, people, you know, my, my Aussies flew out on Tuesday. So it was actually more like nine days of, for that event. Uh, and then after that, we went right into selling or launching legacy. So actually that's done, right? But you see it was a whirlwind and the first thing that goes is typically like your, your set, your typical routine. And so for me, I was just feeling some kind of way in my brain and I was like what is happening but also I knew very much what was happening is that I was out of my routine so I hopped in the old Instagram and showed people that I was eating my normal breakfast and sitting down to eat it and I didn't have other things to do after it because I did during some of those days have a fairly typical breakfast for me but it was, you know, kind of tough with boss up I did I did have my normal breakfast on Thursday but it was hard-boiled eggs and in my brain, like hard-boiled eggs means that I'm busy and running around and, and moving fast. So I was able to sit down, have my full breakfast on a big plate. And I was like, we are getting back into routine. I shared that. And actually, I, I say in, in the story, I was like, I don't know who needs to hear this. And maybe it's none of you, but I need to hear it. So sharing that, you know, the value of routine, I'm back in routine back in my routine and if you need to hear this and you're wondering why your brain is feeling some kind of way it's probably it's probably because you are out of your routine and a bunch of people wrote back a bunch of people just being like yep it's me I needed to hear this thank you and then I had one dope insta homie say hey how about would you mind doing an episode about this I have a new baby and I was like god bless you superhero and I'm looking to establish routine. And she was like, I know you don't have kids, but I still want to hear what you have to say about this. And I was like, thank you. Because that's something I always, you know, have to, I always want to throw out there. And I always have to throw out there. And I always will throw out there that I don't have kids. My life is very different and than, than many people listening to this. And when you introduce another living being into your day and one that you have to take care of and take care of so in such an intense way like Rupert I gotta take care of him but my dude is just he just laying there right like it's not like that big of a deal you have a human and they're a baby they're a kid like that is another life that's very much dictating and influencing and impacting your life and your routine and your structure and so I always want to put that out there so was really glad that she said I know this, this is different but I still want to hear so here we are talking about this and I want to chat about routine, kind of the value of routine and how you can establish routine or look to get back into your routine. I think it's largely the same steps and just a little bit easier when you're looking to get back into routine because you know what you're choosing from. Whereas when you're establishing a routine, building something new, then you have to make that choice first and kind of identify things. But in terms of the value of having a routine. I think that it's namely the fact that 
it removes some of the decision making, right? So that's going to free up brain powers and energy to go do the best of the things in your day because you've got a lot of decisions that you're making every single day all the time. So, you know, if we pull back for a second, we talk about business. This is why when you give your potential customers, your clients, sorry about that whistle there, potential customers and clients a bunch of options, oftentimes they get buyer fatigue and decision fatigue and they're like, I just want nothing, right? You think about going to a, uh, a cafe or something or a, a diner and they have like those like massive menus and you're like, this is just too much. Like there's a lot on here, especially if you, you know, depending on the time of day you're going. So if you're like all decisioned out and then you're like, holy shit, I can't go. I can't make this choice now. If it's in the morning, perhaps you're a bit more willing to look through things because you got more energy at your disposal. But at the end of the day, you're just like, this is terrible. I'm going to make the same thing that I always get because I can't be making yet another decision. So the value of routine is that it removes decision making, right, which is lends itself to freeing up that brain space, brain space, that energy, that mental energy. And it's a bit of addition by subtraction, meaning you have more brain powers and energy to, and, you know, yes, we'll leave with that, brain powers and energy to go and make decisions and go through the rest of your day. For those that are like, I like freedom and options and choices, me too, me too. Having routine doesn't mean that you have this like unbreakable structure that you never deviate from. It's to me kind of more of a skeleton. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. For many things, I think it's having these small, simple kind of singular things that you do, not this like massive overarching every single minute of the day is planned. Like that's overwhelming to me. And that doesn't sound very fun. There is room for variability in here. And I think that is perhaps what maybe stops people when they're like, I'm looking to establish routine because they think it needs to be this big, huge thing and that it's their whole entire day and their whole entire week and that turns into the month and the year and their whole entire life is planned out. And it's like, I don't want that. No, we're talking about small, singular items, action items that are part of your day-to-day that can ground you, okay? So my routine, let me give first before I ask here, my routine is I wake up, I check Instagram. That's like the first thing to do. check Instagram. I delete like a million things from my email because you know, like the, it's not even spam, but it's just like, I don't fucking want this. So I delete a million things from my email. I pet Rupert. Oftentimes he's the one that wakes me up and he's like, I'm going to go to the covers because he's the king. I make coffee. I make the bed and I have the same breakfast every day. It's eggs, turkey bacon, berries, spring mix, and toast. The eggs I will change up sometimes. Sometimes it's scrambled with cheese. Every now and then it's over easy. If I ever throw in the hard-boiled eggs that are already made, it's because I have volleyball or something like that. And that's what I said earlier. It kind of triggers in my brain like you have things to do. Whereas when I can sit down and have the warm eggs that I've made, then that means like, okay, we are in routine. And that is what I did you know, last whatever, Thursday, Wednesday, whatever, whatever day it was. I sat down and had the whole entire breakfast. In the bigger picture, I have structure and routine to my weeks, but it's again, it's kind of more of a skeleton. So Tuesdays and Thursdays are client facing. It is not the same clients every single time. It is, yes, I have the, I have the same hours, but it varies from week to week depending on people's schedule. And Saturday and Sunday are for podcasting, you know, creating my podcast, these podcast episodes, and writing the M4, which is the email that I send out every Monday for my mafia that I run. I'm recording this podcast today. It is Saturday. See, the routine. 
on Mondays when I'm running the intensive, when I'm currently running the intensive right now, I do the things for the intensive. And then on Tuesday nights, I run my intensive call. And that stays the same pretty much for the whole entire month, right? So we see we have like those kind of micro and macro actions. In terms of establishing a routine, I believe we got three things we should be looking at doing. Start small, start short, and start singular. So yes, it could be something as simple as making the bed every morning. And this is just to trigger your brain that there is familiarity here and I don't need to make this decision. Should I do this or should I not? I'm going to do it. When we're looking to think about what can we pull in or what can we choose as this action that is going to be like kind of foundational for the routine, I think we can ask ourselves two questions. One, what is something that I currently already do every day, right? Because we want addition by subtraction here. We want to create space by taking things away, taking decision making away, adding in a new thing that you normally don't do. That's addition and addition. And typically that ends up being like multiplication and that that's no good. Suddenly we're overwhelmed. We're like, I already already don't have enough time. And now I got to do this new thing, figure out where it fits, learn this new thing. So no. What do you already do every day? And then I think the more important question is what makes you feel good? So for me, I was actually making my bed the whole time during the the weeks of chaos. I didn't make it at the hotel. It's like my favorite part about staying in hotels is somebody else makes it for me. But I was making my bed every day. And yes, that contributes to some sense of familiarity. It's one less decision to make. It kind of triggers like, okay, we're starting the day. But that was not enough to anchor me and have me feel like, yeah, I am in routine. I think largely because that second question of what makes you feel good. And when we kind of think about what makes you feel good, I think we can kind of go deeper with that. And like, what makes you feel good? What might actually help out the rest of your day? What can contribute to energy? Eating. Eating can contribute to energy for sure. So What grounded me and really served as kind of like that anchor item was having that set breakfast. So if this, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, okay, cool. I am trying to establish routine. I would suggest number one, thinking about what do I do every day? And then the second thing is what makes me feel good? For some of you, that may be like going for a walk. That is as well. One of the things that I do, I typically do that on Mondays. Tuesdays, Thursdays, it depends on the day. it depends on the week, but not Fridays because that's when I play volleyball. But I would try to get out there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, definitely Mondays and Wednesdays because I don't have calls on those days. And then Tuesday, Thursday, it would just kind of depend on what my schedule was like. But yes, it made me feel, those make me feel good, but they're a little bit harder for me to do all the time. And I had to actually remove those because I was on crutches. So I really couldn't do that. I was still trying to get movement in and I would take walks in the afternoon with Ashley and sometimes during the day, but I couldn't go as far. And especially in the beginning, I had the crutches and like it made my hands hurt. And then walking, I I could not go as far because my knee would be uncomfortable. So I couldn't really use that as I'm back in routine because it was still very different from the way that I normally do it. So I thought, what is something I do every day? And what makes me feel good? And that's going to be that breakfast. If you're listening to this 
again, it's going to be super subjective and dependent on and personal, right? It's dependent on you and your life. I want the thing that you pick to be something that is small, something that's short, and something that's singular. Yes, you know, going on a walk can be the thing for you, but I'm thinking about the person who reached out. This is my guess. If you have a new baby, you can't be like, I'm going to go on a three-hour walk. I'm going to go on an hour-long walk. I don't think you have that time. And yeah, I know we can get into the guilt and the shame and how things should be. I get it. All of that. It just like my brain hurts up with all of that. Could be, would be, whatever. What is it? How are things actually? And if that's not feasible, don't fucking worry about that. It could be then a five-minute walk. That will still be so powerful. Start small, start short, and then start singular. Meaning, if you're looking to establish routine, you pick one thing. We know when you chase all the rabbits, you go home hungry. So we're just going to pick one rabbit. Ideally, it is a small thing. It is a short thing, and it's singular. As I'm saying this, the thing that keeps popping into my head is perhaps making coffee. Yeah, you make and drink that coffee every day, and you do it at the same time, or it's in the morning, the same time of the, the same part of the day, right? So we can make this really achievable, right, and really doable. I have it at the same, it's in the morning, every time, and that is our anchor item, and we stick with that, and we just introduce that. And what I would suggest doing is doing that thing, committing to doing that thing, because you're doing it, you're already doing it anyway, right? Committing to doing it and valuing it for at least a month before we're worried about adding anything on top of it. Because all this is going to become is habit stacking. And I really want to want to highlight the, the the concept here, the importance part here that these things don't need to be big and routine doesn't need to be your whole entire day. It's just, you know, singular things, smaller things that ground you and are familiar and remove the decision making. And there's one less decision that you have to make so that you have more of that mental energy for other things. It might be making your bed. The reason that the things that I'm, if you're listening on the edges here, all the things that I'm saying, they tend to be in the morning because you have the most mental energy then. If you, we all know, if you leave something at the end of the day, there is like way less than a 50-50 shot it gets done. It's probably like 90-10 and you're probably not going to do it. Why? Because you're tired. You've made all the decisions. Your energy is gone for the day. Your brain says, what is simple? What is easy? What will conserve energy? Probably sitting on the couch watching TV. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sitting on the couch, scrolling. There is nothing wrong with that. I would suggest, and, and let, me, actually, let me interject there, interject and interrupt myself. The issue that I there that presents itself there with trying to use that as the thing that is part of your routine is that second part of the question does it make you feel good and for the most part people feel some kind of way about sitting and scrolling and watching tv i think it's totally fine but if you know that you it, it doesn't make really energize you it doesn't make you feel good then don't let that be the thing if it does Amazing. Yes, I get it. We shouldn't care. And as I word should, we shouldn't care what society thinks and, you know, all these outside influences. I get it. But like, let's let it be easy. I'm not trying to have you go against human nature and like break down society's bullshit. Like, let this shit be easy for you. You're trying to make a routine. You got a new baby. You got all this shit going on. Let's let it be easy. 
So I don't love routines being added at night, but maybe for you, that's the only time that it can be added. I just want to make sure that thing that you're adding, what makes you feel good? And for many people, you know, when we start scrolling, it actually doesn't make many people feel good because the people they follow and they're just like, oh, look at everyone else doing all these things, getting all this stuff accomplished. So that's why I don't love it as the as the item. If for you, you're like, I follow fucking cat, cat accounts and my shit's funny and I love those, you know, five minutes at the end of the day, 10 minutes, then amazing. Let that be your thing. In general, I suggest that the item is in the morning because we have we have more mental energy, number one. But number two, it sets the tone for the day. And that allows you to view everything else that occurs during the day in that more positive light and tend to give yourself more grace and view things. Yeah, I think the biggest part is view things in a positive light. Like, hey, today's a good day. I did this thing. Today's a good day. Because we all we know that everything is perception. Things happen and that's how we perceive them. How do we react to them? It happened. And we perceiving this as some horrendous thing or like, oh, okay, it just happened and like, here's what I'm going to do. Oftentimes, the differentiator there is what state are you in? And not physical state, right? But like what mental and emotional state are you in? If you set yourself up for success, in my opinion, by being in that more positive mental state because you got that thing done in the morning that makes you feel good, great. Then you tend to view the rest of the things that happen. They're not so bad. Um, so when we are looking to establish routine, we are starting small, short, and singular. We can see here that someone that's already had routine and they're looking to just get back into it, I think it's a little bit easier because you just pick from the things that you already do and you've already been doing. When you're looking to establish something brand completely brand new, I still think you can pull from past items. But if you're like really trying to change something, then I think it becomes a little bit harder. And you know, if you can pull from something that you've already been doing, cool. That might that will make things easier. If you're like, no, I can't. Okay, cool. Pick something that is small, short, and singular. Something that you're already probably doing every day. And then ask yourself, what makes me feel good? And then let that be the thing. Do it for at least a month before we look to add anything else in. Last thing I want to say before I wrap this up is I posted that and one of my friends wrote back and she's joking. She's currently uh, overseas, actually. She's like, in, she, oh, she's back now, but she was in uh, like South Korea. Just She loves that BTS group. I feel so old saying it, like that BTS boy band group, but she loves them. She went over there. She had like a really fun trip and uh, I don't even know if she went and like saw them actually, but she had a really fun trip. And she wrote back, but I never want to get back to my routine. I just want to stay here. And I was like, listen, I I get that. And she was largely joking, but I think there's something incredibly valuable to be said about building a life that you don't need a vacation from. And I think when saying this, all of you understand that I'm not promoting whatever, you know, grind culture, whatever the fuck people say, because everyone's upset about everything. But I'm not promoting that. I am promoting a life that you love. I love what I do. I love working. And actually, I'm going to go on a little tangent here. And so this episode's going to be a little bit longer, but I, we just had um, applications for legacy. And one of the things that I talk about so much and people that are really in my ecosystem understand is that I'm not here to teach you shortcuts. I'm not here to teach you how to do the least and get the most. I'm not here to teach you how to make 11 billion social media posts and like put the least amount of yourself into these posts and then expect other people to value them and then pay you. Like that sounds gross to me. It's not what I'm here for. Additionally, it's kind of baffles me this idea that people don't want to do a lot when it comes to something that they love. Like when I'm talking about volleyball, like I'm like, I want to play all the time. 
when I'm creating content, I'm like, I love this. I'm not trying to figure out how to do less of it. Yeah, there is balancing and like you don't want to be doing it necessarily 36 hours of the day. I get that. But when people are like, how do I do the least of this thing? And I'm like, you should not do that thing at all then. Like, don't do that. That's not the way. If you're trying to make money from this and you're trying to, you know, help other people, like this, there's just a disconnect here. There's a dissonance for me. I am here to help people build lives that they don't want an escape from, they don't need an escape from, that going on vacation is a bonus. And they're like, cool, I have this amazing thing and I get to go back to that routine. I get to go back to that life. And that's awesome as well. I traveled for five years, you know, coach, uh, not coaching, teaching for rock tape. And I'm fucking done. I'm ready to be here all the time. I could literally stay home all the time and I would be fine. I love the life that I've built here, Rupee and my friends and volleyball and the gym downstairs and Ashley and just everything is great. I'm creating content. What I get to do, I fucking love it here. I love my office. I love looking at the setup that I have. And that's what I want for everyone. What Whatever that looks like for them, right? Building a life that you don't need a vacation from, which is why if we circle back to the kind of action and steps that I gave you, Asking yourself, what do you do every day? And then more importantly, what makes you feel good? We got to do more of that. And it can be small. I think we think it has to be this massive thing. And we know that's not, that's not even feasible, sustainable. It's, it's, it is understandable, but also ironic that, you know, most of my audience is movement in the movement world in some way, shape or form. For those of you that aren't, I fucking love you. I love that you know, the, the movement is spreading. The maestro movement is spreading, but they're in the movement space and they understand like if you are trying to do something new, you don't go zero to 100. If you're getting back, coming back from an injury, you don't just like go run. Like my, this is my knee. I can't just be like, okay, I'm going to go jump outside now. Like I couldn't really walk and now I'm going to go jump. We understand that we have to go with little baby steps, little singular, simple things, and they compound over time and we add and we habit stack over time. We do a little bit. We, we assess. Cool. It was okay. Cool. We do a little bit more. That's the easiest way. And we're not looking at um, lagging indicators, right? You don't just like do the most and be like, did I have pain? You stop before. You only add five to 10% each time. When I was getting back into walking, that sounds weird to say, but when I was getting back into walking outside, I was just going one more block every time, every day. I wasn't being like, okay, I'm going to go to like my, because I walked like, I don't know, it's like three miles, the loop that I do. And the first one was literally, we were just walking around the block. The first day it happened, I went with Ashley and I was really on crutches. I couldn't really bear weight on the leg. It was just, we're going around the block. And every day was, we're just going to add one block. And then if I removed, like I stopped using crutches and I didn't add another block. I went and stayed where I was currently at to see tissue tolerance. We understand that. There's no different with building the life that you love. It's no different with implementing and creating a new routine. You can't go zero to a hundred. You can, but you already know that you're going to stop. It's not feasible. You're like, this is going to be too much. So we look to do these little things and we have to learn how to value these little things, these small, short, singular things. The person who's able to do that is the person who will succeed. I promise. Okay. These are supposed to be short, so I'm going to wrap it up. Today's episode, all we talked about was implementing, creating, establishing a new routine. The big picture here, start small, start short, start singular. Ask yourself, what do I do every day? And then more importantly, what makes me feel good? If you can implement this thing in the morning, it's the easiest way to win the day 
set yourself up for success for the rest of the day. All right, that's it. That's all I got for you. I'm not selling anything. I'm not promoting anything. Just get to record an episode and I love this. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.